You have a vision for your business. Your priority might be to expand facilities or bring in the best talent. At Century Insurance, we listen, learn, and work to understand your business and your plans to help protect your new locations. As your business evolves and your vision comes true, Century, right by you. Property and casualty coverages and render written and safety services are provided by a member of the Century Insurance Group, Stevens Point, Wisconsin. For a complete listing of companies, visit Century.com. Policies, coverages, benefits, and discounts are not available on all states. See policy for complete coverage details. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, myself, Bully Ray, and Mickey James get into night number one of Halloween Havoc and the shock of your new WWE NXT Women's Champion, Lyra Valkyria. Also, we speak to your SmackDown general manager, the one and only Nick Aldis, right now on the Busted Open Podcast. Gotta tell you, uh, loved it last night, and I was shocked. Um, Bully, I want to get your take, because we just spoke to Lyra last week and when we spoke to Lyra she admitted on our show that this was the first time ever that she had done an interview in any capacity under the WWE umbrella she got signed by the WWE back in 2020 so she's never done a media appearance never asked to do an interview and she was on our show last week I'm sure we'll release that again now that she's your NXT women's champion bully but I literally, when she pinned Becky, yelled out, holy shit. I did not see that coming. Bully, how surprised were you by that victory last night? I wasn't shocked at all just because I'm so desensitized to stuff in the wrestling business that nothing has shocked me. I thought it was a great decision, though. Um, Young, up-and-coming superstar in Lyra. The story is there. Uh, you know, they both trained at the same place. They come from the same, uh, you know, hometown or basically, you know, they're, they're very similar paths on their way to the WWE. And you could tell last night after the match was over with the hug that was exchanged between Becky and Lyra of how much it meant for Lyra to be able to defeat Mickey. But I think that it meant just as much to Mickey. I'm sorry, to... um, No, because she ain't beating me, bully. Uh, You're right. You're right. She can't beat the woman. That's it. You put me in my place. When I I make that kind of mistake... her. Her is me. No. (laughs) So I think it meant as much for Lyra to defeat Becky... Right. But I think it meant a lot for Becky to be able to stand in the middle of that ring <clears throat> and hug Lyra and hold her hand in the air, knowing that she it wasn't a passing of the torch, but it was a moment for Becky to give back to a girl, a woman that she saw starting from day one. I thought the women had a really strong match. It was um, a a great showing for Lyra. I think the fans were shocked, just like you were, Dave. Quality match, quality victory, and uh, 
a great first step for Lyra into what will hopefully be a, a career that flourishes in the WWE. And and Mickey, sometimes you have to shock the people, right? You know, Bully, you and I have talked about any yeah. given Sunday. You know, you you told that story where I, like Vince McMahon said that to you, like any given Sunday, a team can beat another team in the NFL. So why not do that in pro wrestling? And Mickey, like I was shocked. The fans were shocked. And you know what? That's a good thing to surprise and shock well, your I think, audience. I think everyone was shocked too because I believe that we all kind of assumed that we would see Jade, uh, you know, after whoever the winner was, Jade approached the winner of the match. I think that's what, so in our minds, we kind of had set it up like, oh, we're going to see Jade come in and take try to take out Becky and try to take that championship or whatever. So maybe perhaps a lot of us overlooked Lyra, really, because we thought it was just so, you know, to see then Becky lose to Lyra out of nowhere. Like it just seemed kind of out of nowhere to all of us, even though they've been building it in like this dream match and like the promo building up of how Becky gave her inspiration and, you know. And, and Mickey brings up a great point because they started off with uh, Jade Cargill coming out there on the throne, hitting yeah. that double bicep looking so impressive. Dreamer can't hit a double bicep, but he hits a mean old double chin. But uh, you know, wow. Jade looked phenomenal. Like, what? What? Dreamer, Mickey, I what? love you. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Um, and yes, you're thinking that after the match is over, Becky is going to win this because this is only Lyra's first real shot. So Becky will win, and then we'll get that face off with Becky and Jade Cargill. But nope, they pulled the rugs right from out from underneath everybody. Lyra gets the victory, and I'm glad that the NXT Women's Championship is back in NXT. I think Becky did a good job with it. They used her for what they needed her to do with that championship and now let's keep that uh that championship there on tuesday nights keep it in house yeah yes yeah totally and we can save that match between jade and becky for i don't know mania yeah a little little gig called wrestlemania yeah. in philadelphia little, just this little show it's a little show they like to put on i don't know if you've heard of it you know but it doesn't I, sell I, many tickets or anything they have but little we, baby entrances, little tiny ones. But we don't know, you know where Jade's going to be. And snakes. That's the that's the beauty, Mickey's. We don't know where Jade's going to be because Jade's could. Jade I know. could show up on NXT. She could. She just keeps may, popping up anywhere. You know, we could even talk about that with Nick when he joins us later on in the show. Is that somebody he wants to see be a part of the SmackDown roster? Of the Blue Brand. Yeah, yeah, a thousand percent. And it goes deep. And Bully, you mentioned, you know, them starting out in Ireland. They were both a part of uh, Fight Factory Pro in Dublin, Ireland. They both started there. Dublin. So you look, if you look at that story and you understand that story, it, it does mean a lot. And I think it meant a lot to Becky. But the one thing about Lyra and, and Mickey, like, really, honestly, her first ever interview was just last week with Bully and I. I don't know if she's fully connected with that NXT fan base. You know, watching that match last night, I would say at least 75% of the, the people in attendance last night were rooting for Becky Lynch. But all of that because doesn't... they are connected with Becky. They know mm -hmm. Becky. Becky is familiar. Becky is over. Becky is, she can talk, she can walk, she can, I mean, 
even when we go, we talk about the the promos leading up to it, that promo that um, Lyra did with Becky when she was like, do you know what you did for women like me? Like, do you know what you did for us? That was probably the first time where Lyra actually connected with me is to hear her speak. And this is goes back to, I love wrestling. I love wrestling so much. But you are not going to, I mean, unless it's like a, a battle or like there's some type of, you're not going to buy me in on falling in love with you as a baby face just strictly off of your wrestling. You know, I need to feel through your words, through your actions, through other pieces that have set up for me to give a shit. And that made me give a shit, right? Like that promo goes, oh, I get that because I've been in those shoes before where you're young and you're hungry and, and you are inspired by other people, men, women, whoever else. And to have a moment to say that to someone who you've looked up to, who helped you uh, be inspired to break into wrestling or and whatever you're going to do in life. Like that was like a real humbling moment because most people cower away from those kind of uh, moments too. When you are faced in a position where you can like put over the person who inspired you, most people get real small like they're kind of like, oh, you know, we get small in those moments kind of thing of like you feel like you're unworthy of. So I don't know. I felt like that was the first time she connected with me as a as a person in that promo. Like I was like, oh, this is a real authentic kind of moment for, for both of them. And it, it made me care even more about the NXT Women's Championship. It made me care about Lyra. Listen to the two words that like Mickey, when you're talking, there's two words that punch me in the face. Twice, not nearly as hard as you've punched me in the face in, in the past, Ooh. but I digress. Uh, you said the words feel and you said the word care. Right. And I always talk about how the relationship between a wrestler and the fan base is no different than a relationship that we have with, you know, our significant others. Like, uh, let's just take Nick, who's coming on later today. I'm going to be talking with first time you saw Nick, you're like, wow, you know, because Nick is oh, he's so handsome. That's a handsome man. Nick is so physically impressive. But that was like just, you know, the tip of the iceberg. It wasn't until you were able to care about Nick and feel for Nick. That's when the that's when the connection really starts. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Same thing with wrestlers and fans. So, Dave, what you said earlier about Lyra, I don't know how, you know, you're asking about how in tune she is with that audience and how in tune the audience is with her. You can only be so in tune with one another based on the experience together, based on the time together. That Lyra and that fan base haven't had a ton of time yet like they've had with Becky, but they're on their way now. They're Now they're dating you know, now they're getting to know one another. And before yeah. casual. you know it, casual, sometimes they go Dutch, you know, that's it. Yeah. Casual right now. Yeah. Well, some, some here, you know, maybe go yeah. out for a burger. I maybe got this go one. Bowling, I got this one. You know, but, yeah, but I agree with both of you and, and God knows both of you know this better than anyone is that you got to get that emotional connection with your audience. Like I was saying, I don't know if Lyra had that connection with the NXT audience yesterday at this time, but she has that connection with the audience today. And I think a lot of it has to do, Mickey, with what you said. Now they know the backstory. By the way, you know, Booker and Vic, I, I thought, did an excellent job during the course of that match to talk about that story, you know, while that match was going on. So now the fans know about it. Now the fans care about it. 
and they're now going to care about Lyra. So Lyra having that championship, I don't know if it would have meant the same if she would have lost that match last night. But now that she won that championship, especially in a, in a place like NXT, because Mickey, you said that the audience had that connection with Becky. That's why you had such a large portion of that audience cheering for Becky. But I think after last night, Mickey, that that fan base is going to have that connection with Lyra. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think, I mean, she did the unthinkable. She beat Becky, you know, and yep. a lot of people didn't expect that. And now the, like you said, the NXT Women's Championship is back home. Um, And it gave like that kind of dream match situation, but it also gave, it, it served a lot of purposes because obviously every, I think everybody was speculating, how are we going to get the championship? How long is Becky going to be champion? How long can she keep going down to NXT? And then who, who is the person that she then ends up losing the championship to? And that's why I said I think it shocked a lot of people too because I think in our minds, we all assumed that she would drop it. I guess in my mind, I assumed that finish of Halloween Havoc, Becky's winning, here comes Jade. Jade goes, I'm coming for that championship. And I guess, I, I don't know, the way they presented Jade, I go like, She's probably coming after all the championships. Every she's putting everyone on notice. She's coming after them all because why not just win win everything, you know? Um, so a lot of us looked past Lyra in this sense of like, oh, it's a dream match and it's like you wrestling your idol and you know, but Becky's gonna win. And when so when Becky didn't win, I think a lot of us were like shooketh. <laughs> Hey everyone, it's Howard Bender from the Andy Up Podcast. Every weekday, Adam Ronis and I serve you up the picks, plays, and fantasy information needed to win your bets. You know, this isn't just your average sports betting show, though, for one very good reason. We won't tell you what to do unless we've already done it ourselves. That's right. We put our money where our mouths are, so we're just as invested in each bet as you are. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts or listen on the SXM app, free for most subscribers. Your general manager, Mr. Nick Aldis. Sir, how are you? And thank you for the time. Good morning, gentlemen. As you were, uh, I'm, uh, I've got a nice off day today. So I'm just uh, just taking stock, evaluating everything, taking some notes of what I saw last night on NXT. A fantastic show, in my opinion. And uh, food for thought in terms of talent moves and different conversations that I look forward to having as the GM of, like you said, Dave, the number one brand yes. in all of sports entertainment. That is SmackDown Fridays, 8, 7 Central, only on Fox. And and, and really quick, boy, I have a couple of things I just want to throw out at Nick. And I, I, Can I still call you, Nick? Of course. Okay, thank you. I appreciate Sir that. Aldis, I think. Uh, sir, yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. It's a different. It's a different Look, day. I, it's I think it's, it's it's early days to be talking about a knighthood, but uh, <laughs> but I appreciate the sentiment and okay. um, you know services to sports entertainment it would be a new category, and I I, I think that print, I think that the king, I think yeah. uh, I think Charlie might might consider it. So you know, you never yeah. know. I I I, I have a lot of questions for you, sir. By the way, I even said it to start off today's show when I announced to the nation that you were coming on. Like Adam Pierce should be embarrassed, you know, the way that you present your show and the way you present yourself and how you control the roster of SmackDown much different than what we see on Monday nights and on Monday night raw chaos, if you will, on Monday night raw, 
That is well, not the same thing on Friday. So I, I think a tip of the cap to you, good sir, on what the good work you've been able to do just in the very short time that you've been the general manager of SmackDown. Well, I, I appreciate that. And look, I, I, uh, I wanted to make a point uh, on my, my first full night on the job last week that, um, you know, those kind of shenanigans, that kind of skullduggery, tomfoolery, chicanery, and jiggery-pokery isn't going to fly on Friday nights. Yeah. And uh, I, I felt like maybe I overstepped a little bit, but, um, you know, I'm, I'm some, some people have called me old school. Uh, maybe I'm still of the opinion that it's better to be reeled in than to be pushed forward. So I, I, I took some decisive action in the moment and uh, had, a, had a chance to reflect on it. Uh, and that's why I made my presence known on Monday night also. You know, Bully, when I got divorced the first time, uh, my ex-wife said reason number one was skullduggery. So, uh, skullduggery. I never heard of what was the last. What was the last one that sounded? um, Maybe not enough jiggery pokery. Ah, jiggery pokery. Oh, jiggery okay. pokery that sounds like something out of willy wonka jiggery wait, pokery. Wait, wait, if you wait. thought if you thought that my new position was going to change me dave you got another thing coming <laughs> listen uh you know nick we just put uh because we just opened up our youtube page by the way uh our interview with Lyrie lyra uh, valkyria is up on our youtube page but we also posted the roast that and 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 nick Man, I watched it again. You destroyed me. Humiliated me. Embarrassed me. And I mean that in all the best ways. High compliments to you, good sir, on how well you did in your sense of humor. Which you have shown in your first couple weeks as general manager. You still have that quick wit about you for sure. I appreciate that. But I would would add a caveat that, you know, I had a a very easy target on the the roast. But uh, moving forward, hey... (laughs) Who knows what what verbal barbs might uh, might emit from this mouth of mine? But... What the? <laughs> so Go Nick, I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you uh, the the question that immediately popped into my mind when uh, I heard that you were coming on this morning. You've had a long career, and you have definitely grinded for a long time with uh, uh, a lot lots of highs and a couple of lows. But this has to be, I mean, other than, you know, marrying Mickey and and the birth of your son, this has to be one of the highest for you. So how does it truly feel to make it into the WWE? Yeah, look, it's, um, I'd be lying if I said it was something that I was, you know, anticipating at this point. But at the same time, I'd sort of made peace with, with the idea that it, you know, it may or may not happen. Um, And I, I think that, I, I sort of made peace with that several years ago. And I think that actually that was in many ways, a sort of turning point um, that helped me sort of embrace uh, the other opportunities that sort of came my way. Um, you know, when, when I sort of, I think I, I think I might've wasted some time with always having sort of one eye on WWE uh, and, and, bef- and then eventually a sort of, I had a sort of epiphany where it was like, look, uh, they're either going to give you an opportunity or they're not. Uh, all you can do is, you know, be the best, the best version of you that you can um, and, and sort of, and show the world, you know, your vision of who you want to be. Um, and I, I, I heard you guys um, talking about, 
uh, my my intro and you know my, th this this new role and I appreciated uh, the sentiment and and you know you talked about opportunity bully and and you know that's that's sort of for me is the that's really the baseline of my uh, approach going forward is look you can't you can't determine what opportunities come your way you can only determine what you do with those opportunities and for anyone who is unfamiliar with with my past and my experience like i i've been in this business my entire adult life <laughs> you know this is my profession uh i took a, a god-awful roman gladiator gimmick uh in 2009 and by 2013 i was the world champion uh i i took a I took a brand that if it wasn't dead was on life support and a belt that was, you know, not particularly well thought of. And within less than a year headlined the, the biggest independent show in the history of pro wrestling. So for anyone who thinks that I would be <laughs> disappointed or, uh, you know, um, unhappy or anything like that with, with the opportunity to be on, on the biggest sports entertainment show in the world, in this capacity you're out of your mind i'm so happy i and i i can't wait to get stuck in and um and like i like i said you know when you think about what i did with those opportunities this is the biggest opportunity that i've ever had and uh i'm fully ready to you see where your business can go to get there you may need another 10 trucks at century insurance we put more than 115 years of industry experience to work to help protect you as you launch a new delivery service or expand into a new region and reach your business goals century right by you property and casualty coverages and render written and safety services are provided by a member of the century insurance group stevens point wisconsin for a complete listing of companies visit century.com policies coverages benefits and discounts are not available in all states see policy for complete coverage details execute and this opportunity came knocking in a different form this time so can you kind of take i'm really intrigued to, listen you're a pro wrestler to me you are you are the quintessential pro wrestler six four 260 whatever you are you look the part you speak the part you dress the part you represented the part no matter if that was tna or the nwa it's all there and then you get a knock at your door or a ring at your phone going hey how would you like to be a producer how, what was going through your mind at, the, at that point, knowing that, wait a minute, I'm a pro wrestler, but I'm getting a call as a producer. How did you, how did you come to the decision of saying yes, or what was going through your mind? I'd already made the decision that whatever opportunity, if any, ever came from the WWE, I would take it. Right. I mean, you've only got one chance, uh, you know, in the game and, and that's to play right like you know no matter how that comes along i i, I had a, a a brief conversation with paul Heyman the other night and you know i said hey you know opportunity comes in in all shapes and sizes and he said yes it does uh and you know he he knows that better than anyone um i think i i was i was excited i really was and i know that people will hear that and be like ah oh, bullshit you know, whatever but it's um i've enjoyed tremendously uh the other hats that i've worn in this business uh particularly in the last few years you know um you know bully you're you're quite privy to it it's sort of uh i don't think it's any secret at this point that uh my fingerprints you know were all over 
um, you know, my previous employer, uh, you know, as far as, um, you know, the product and everything like that beyond just my contributions as a talent. So I, I do find it very rewarding and it is, uh, it is something that is only, you know, certain guys are well suited to it and certain guys are not. I mean, you can take guys who are unbelievable talent who, you know, who draw huge money and sell tons of merchandise and, and can, you know, make people feel things they've never felt before, but, but it doesn't necessarily mean that they're always uh, equipped to work behind the scenes and to produce and to work with talent and to understand the sort of connection between the production and the talent and corporate and on all those, you know, I mean, there's so many, uh, pieces of, of the WWE machine that I'm still getting familiar with. And it's going to take me months, if not more, to to still really fully understand that beast. And it is a beast. It is a, a, I mean, every day that I go to work, I'm just in awe of the operation, right? But for me, that's the most exciting thing. It's, it's exhilarating for me because I sit there and go, man, I remember when I had such limited resources, you know, like, yeah. you know, build, building, you know, building a brand with, with one guy and a YouTube show, right. is a, a hell of a lot different than having an idea and being able to pitch it to the most powerful people in the industry. Uh, and then, you know, and then getting to have your input on, on, on things in conjunction with the greatest minds you know, currently working in the industry, like Michael Hayes and 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 Hunter and Bruce and Ed Kosky and all the different guys who are involved. I mean, it's and Kevin Dunn. I mean, just you know, like getting to getting to sit on the headsets with Michael and Kevin, like listening to you know those conversations and watching that whole process. It's it's fascinating. It's terrifying. It's exhilarating all at the same time. So uh, I, I am every bit as um fulfilled and, and you know excited about uh contributing to wwe and this was this was the god's honest truth i um my first uh conversations with with paul with triple h and with bruce um i echoed the same message over and over again uh you know it took it took a few months before you know i, I was sort of given some sort of opportunity and uh but i just kept echoing the same message which was uh I'm ready, willing, and able to contribute to WWE in any way I can. And I, I, I stand by that. Um, I appreciate everybody who, who, uh, who wants to see me, <laughs> you know, um, in, in different capacities. Uh, it's as far as I'm concerned, I'm, I'm just, I'm just over the moon, uh, to be, to be part of the process in any way. And, and, um, if other stuff comes along, those opportunities, you can, you can, you can bet that I'll be ready, willing, and able. You know, Nick, you're a young man. So I always respected what you did for the NWA because you knew the rich history and the rich history that was in pro wrestling with that organization. But when it comes to the WWE, this is a company that you grew up on. This is a company you were a fan of. This is the company that the reason why you wanted to do this profession uh, for your career and for your life. So go back to that moment when you debuted there. What was going on in your head? What was, what were you feeling uh, before you stepped into the ring with Adam Pierce and Triple H? Yeah, well, uh, at the risk of of 
coming off like a, a complete brown noser. Um, I will I will add this little this little note before I I tell this story, which is that you can you can go find other interviews that I've given prior to me being employed by the WWE where I've said the same thing. So you know I'm not making it up. Uh, Backlash 2000 was the night, the pay per view, the moment in time where I I believe as a 13 year old that was the day where it sort of it hit me that I'm not just a fan of this. Like I, uh, this is, I want to be part of this. Like I, I, this is, this is, this is what I want to be. This is who I want to be. Main event of that was triple H and the rock. Uh, the, uh, the Dudley boys put Trish Stratus through a table on that, on that pay-per-view. <laughs> it was an unbelievable pay-per-view top to bottom. I mean, it was like, to me, like 2000 to 2002 was kind of, just untouchable uh you know for, for wwf but obviously i know that that's also uh colored by you know where i was as a young man right it's, it's everyone kind of has their favorite era but uh it was just to me the perfect sort of combination of athleticism drama storytelling you know sports it had it just had every sort of you know the title felt like it was the most important thing in the world and uh triple h was such a huge part of that for me because I think that people can say a lot of different things about me, but I think that I don't think many can uh, can argue that I have pretty good self-awareness. Um, and even at that young age, I started sort of thinking strategically <laughs> about, you know, how I would fit in in this industry. And I sort of came to the conclusion after, a, a, you know, a couple of years of observing that I was most likely to be a heel. You know, just for number one, being British, uh, you know, with a predominantly American audience and product. Um, but also because there was something about particularly watching Hunter was like, I just I could sort of relate to, to his approach, his psychology, his mannerisms, the, the you know, his pacing. Um, and I've certainly sort of tried to replicate that along with over the years. Obviously, I've sort of borrowed a lot from Harley Race and Nick Bockwinkle and Flair and you know, Hogan and Rock Austin. I mean, all you know, you you borrow from everybody, right? But but uh, and Brett obviously was a huge influence on me. But Hunter was the first guy that I really sort of started realizing that I was studying rather than just watching and enjoying. He was the first guy who because Brett was my hero, right? Like, no questions about it. But I was a fan. I was just like, I love Brett Hart. It was only later on that I sort of went back and studied Brett. But because of where I was in my life, it sort of Hunter was the first guy that I really studied. Um, so anyway, I say all that to say that uh, <laughs> even though the circumstances were not anything that I would have been able to predict ever um, for my first official time in a WWE ring on live television, the fact that it was in Triple H's in-ring promo segment is, uh, you know, indescribable. Um, or... or <laughs> Uh, obviously I was loaded in during commercial break and uh, the thing I remember the most was sitting at ringside trying to look cool <laughs> trying to keep you know trying to keep composed like then here comes you know Hunter's music and like the, the thing I remember most my heart was just beating like a thousand miles an hour like I could hear my heart beating you know it was like funk 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 you know <laughs> just all I just thought was, okay well this is it right like just you know do the best you can with what you got that's that's the rule get you know get your opportunity and and you know try to hit the ball and i, I feel like i did pretty good
You definitely did that, Nick. And and I kind of feel for that because knowing you and you've always given your time to this show to see you in that position and knowing how much you wanted to be in that position. Um, I just think it's such a win and I'm so glad that you're able to have that moment because very few people who enter this business are able to have the moment like you had. So I'm glad that you were able to have that just a couple of weeks ago on SmackDown. Well, I appreciate that. And hopefully there's a lot more to come. And Nick, just an observation from me, knowing you for a long time, the last time that you were on the show, I had said to Dave, and I think I even said it on air, I heard a a different level of maturity from you in the wrestling business, which we all have to go through. Everybody has to mature in some way, shape, or form in this business. And it normally doesn't happen until a little bit later on because it takes so long to really learn our art form, our industry, our business. Now what I hear is an exhale. There's a different vibe to you right now. It's almost like a finally, I'm finally getting the opportunity that I've been working for for so long. And if you can ride this kind of peace that I hear in you right now, you're going to you're going to uh, achieve levels in the WWE that I don't need I don't know if you see for you I do see for you cuz I've seen it in you since day 1 now I think but it's that it's just that that calm do, do you realize that about yourself by the way and Mickey do you see that in Nick a certain calm to him right now um <clears throat> I think I'm just so great. Like, I'm honestly, I'm just so grateful. I think that there was a long time, you know, even when I was back at WWE, the last like, like, when is Nick going to come? And when is he going to get an opportunity? The, the amount of times that I would see that in my social media feed, and you don't have an answer. You know, we didn't have an answer of like, why isn't he getting an opportunity? What is it about? Like, and even in our own conversations, like I was, I can say even I was like frustrated going like, what? I don't I don't get it because sometimes you look, you take a a, a look at the landscape and you go. I'm and I'm not being biased, you know, he's my husband, but Nick is a star. He walks the walk. Like you said, he's six, four. He's what are you? Two sixty two seventy. Like he works out hard. He's jacked. He's stacked. He's handsome. He checks every box, right? Like he's articulate. He can get heat as a heel, which God forbid he heels get heat anymore, like real heat. You know, it's like he checks all the boxes. So I'm going like, I don't I can't wrap my head around it. Have we just stopped hiring workers or like what's and I know how hard he's worked for it. I know how like look when he said ever since a 13 year old boy and you know it, Bubba, and I know it because Anyone who says who breaks into this business and says that this was not the end goal, they're full of shit. They're lying. They're lying either to you or they're lying to themselves so they don't have to face the fact that they didn't have they didn't have the guts to, make to go after they didn't have the guts to go after the dream, so they made excuses instead. And so I I if you say that that's not I don't know where else you dreamed of being when you said, I want to be a superstar in the wrestling business other than WWE. And so you can't bullshit a bullshitter. So if anybody who says that, they're lying. 
right? So I knew I was very fortunate and blessed to have all those opportunities. And I couldn't wrap my head around why he wasn't getting the opportunity. But I knew the moment that he got the opportunity, he was going to kill it. And he was going to knock it out of the park. And I think even when when he got brought in as a producer, I saw a lot of the, well, why is he being a producer? Don't they understand? It's like, no, actually, because WWE, as you know, is in their own bubble. Like, they don't necessarily see everything. They have someone that sees everything, but they don't necessarily see everything or whatever. So perhaps they weren't familiar. I just knew that if he would get the opportunity, he was going to shine. And I'm grateful that, they brought him in as a producer, but I'm more grateful that they gave it an, gave him an opportunity to do something on television because it was a game changer. I think it was a game changer for him to have that validity of like, okay, now I'm a legitimately a WWE superstar. And finally, 20 years later, I can fill in this box of like the dream that I, that started at 13 years old, you know, like I can check this box, but also it adds a different element to the show. I think there's different possibilities. You got, you know, Survivor Series around the corner and stuff of him and Adam against each other or like yep. just healthy competition. All these different elements. And then I go, well, if you ever have to put on like, oh, he should be wrestling. He should be wrestling. I'm like, but if he ever wrestles, if he ever does have to wrestle, you know, he's going to blow it away. And like in that role of, you know, the GM wrestling, which is entertaining. And, and we were entertained for years with the idea of Vince McMahon taking a stunner or any of these other things, you know, it's just like the longevity in it and how far it can go and the diff different depths. And we're just scratching the surface now. And this is me wishful thinking. I'm just thankful that he finally has an opportunity to do it all. You know, I, I, th I think everybody is. And, and Nick, for you, because you mentioned it before, you're world champions with other companies if it didn't go this route and you weren't able to be a part of the WWE, would it have been for you like a disappointment or, or, or in your eyes, a failure that you were never able to get to that platform or that stage? Of course. I mean, but like I said, I think sort of going back to Bully's question about, um, I guess a, a different sort of level of peace that I'm working with. Um, I think for me, it was understanding and being at peace with, like I said before, I can't control whether the opportunity comes. You know, I can only control it, that I'm ready to to tackle it head on, you know, in whatever form it comes in. So, you know, my, uh, my sort of approach is open mind and open heart, you know, just, um, you know, live with gratitude and be ready to sort of tackle the opportunity and, and, feel very fortunate <laughs> that there are thousands and thousands of, of our peers in our industry who uh, would kill for an opportunity like this one. Um, and I believe that I've earned it. So it's now it's just a case of uh, proving to the world in particular, the WWE universe that um, there's a reason I'm here. Uh, Nick, I'm just going to throw this out here because, and you kind of made a joke about it in my roast. I'm a huge Cody Rhodes fan. If Cody finishes this story and beats Roman Reigns at WrestleMania 40 and becomes the new WWE Undisputed Universal Champion, he should give you an opportunity at that championship title. You gave him an opportunity, as like you said, the biggest independent show of all time. 
I think he should give you that opportunity. I'm just throwing it out there into the universe, Nick. Great. Well, thank you so much for luring me into a clickbait <laughs> trap, uh, which will which will turn into Nick Aldis says he should get WWE title match. You know, you know, whatever, I said whatever. that. I said. After oh, he and- says, you're, you're welcome, Cody, for being put back on the map. Heads up, heads up, heads up, sports Kita. Yeah. <laughs> right. Also, Nick, by the way, but we know uh, he's not beating him, David. We know he's not going to beat. Come him. on, listen. Look, I will, I will say. I will say re- really quickly. Uh, you know, um, the the fact that the Cody and I's rivalry, chemistry, you know, story is is sort of undeniable, uh, and he knows where I am, and I know where he is, and and uh, you know, never say never. Busted open as part of the SiriusXM Sports podcast network if you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more please give a five-star rating and leave a review subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast catch the full three hours of busted open monday through saturday at 9 a.m eastern on sirius xm fight nation channel 156 go to siriusxm.com backslash busted open trial to start your free trial today You have a vision for your business. Your priority might be to expand facilities or bring in the best talent. At Century Insurance, we listen, learn, and work to understand your business and your plans to help protect your new locations. As your business evolves and your vision comes true, Century, right by you. Property and casualty coverages and underwritten and safety services are provided by a member of the Century Insurance Group, Stevens Point, Wisconsin. For a complete listing of companies, visit Century.com. Policies, coverages, benefits, and discounts are not available in all states. See policy for complete coverage details.